0: Press Box Banter is the daily Iowan sports podcast. Each week, we will talk about local, national, and international sports, host a special guest, and talk predictions for upcoming games. This week's episode features Roy Higgins, the father of Iowa linebacker Jay Higgins, as he talks about Iowa's community, the Higgins brand, and more.
1: Welcome to the first ever edition of PressBox Banter. This is Colin Votzmeyer. I'm a junior at the University of Iowa and
2: the assistant sports editor at the Daily Island. I'm Matt McGowan. I'm a sophomore here at Iowa, and I'm the pregame editor.
0: And I'm Kenna Roaring. I am a junior at Iowa and the sports editor at the Daily Island. I first wanted to bring up the Iowa field hockey team. They're ranked number one in the country, 7-0 and on the season, and they have a star freshman, Dionne Van Alsem, but she leads the nation with 19 goals. She's had multiple goals in every single game so far this season. So, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout-out to the Iowa field hockey team, and I think they're a team on campus that doesn't get as much attention as they should.
2: Yeah, I know my uncle. He's a big Iowa field hockey fan. He goes to every game. He's always talking to me about it. I know um, they Iowa's goalie, too, um, Mia Magnota. She only started for the Hawkeyes in the postseason last year, and now this year she's really hit her stride. I mean, multiple shutouts. So I would say she's just as critical a piece for their success this season.
0: And my second topic I wanted to bring up is Brian's 25-point-per-game um, amendment in his contract. I personally think that this should not be as big of a focus as it is this season. No matter what the score is, like winnings, all that matters. Um, but I saw a lot of criticism yesterday when Iowa punched it in at the end with like 20 seconds left. And Max White, a sophomore, like, he got his first ever touchdown. We had a couple of freshmen in there, too. Kamari Moulton scored two touchdowns. Um, and a lot of people are like, I was just trying to run up the score to make sure that Brian hits his 25-point-per-game objective. Um, and I just, I don't think that's a good take because, you know, those guys like Max White, Kamari Moulton, you saw how happy their teammates were for them after they scored. They worked just as hard in. In practice, on scout team, and I think they should be able to score and go out there and, you know, the second team should be able to get reps and play as hard as the first team would. And if that means scoring with 20 seconds left, then yeah.
2: No, I totally agree. I mean, honestly, the whole Brian contract thing, it's a national embarrassment for Iowa. Um, I mean, if they really want to run, run up the score like week one, Utah State, they had the ball within the 30-yard line. They could have kicked a field goal right then to put them over 25 points, but they didn't. And even still, yeah, Max White, Cedar Rapids native, he's scoring. Cooper, Gene, was so hyped for him on the sideline. I mean, yeah, I mean, as a guy who played football my senior year, I didn't play a lot. But when you get to go up beyond the field, like, that that means everything. And to score, it's it's awesome. I mean, I wanted to bring up uh... – a. Women's soccer, I mean, they're just a goal scoring machine. Like, they average more, they average 16 shots per game. Um, and then, and the defense, too. Like, they haven't, they only given up one goal so far, and they played like seven games this season already. And yeah, I mean, that combination of goal scoring and defense, like, that's, that's a, that's a tough, you're not going to lose many games and you have that. I mean, they're undefeated, only have one draw against Virginia. Um, yeah, I mean, um, Kenzie Rowling, she's got eight points, leads the team that you want to get. Give a shout-out to them, just like field hockey, another one of those sports that people don't really watch, but I think people definitely should. I mean, they're scoring goals. People are like, oh, I don't watch soccer because there's not many goals. Well, this team's scoring goals, so, like, go give them a watch.
1: I was going to bring up the uh, Bears-Chiefs game week three. I know um, that'll be, what, two days away from by the time you guys hear this. Uh, and I know Iowa's pretty divided in terms of half of them are or half of Iowans are Bears fans, the other half, give or take, are Chiefs fans. I know Caitlin Clark's a Chiefs fan. That might that might be a bloodbath. I'm curious, Matt, your take. I know, I'm sure you've got some opinions that might be a bloodbath.
2: Can <laughs> be a that's that's a tough game. I mean, having to see Matt Nagy on the sidelines is going to be even tougher. Um, <laughs> oh no! Having just. If the Bears keep that game within ten, I'll be happy. I mean, Travis Kelsey is going to be back. Chris Jones will be back. The Chiefs. I mean, I remember the first time they played the Bears. Um, everyone was talking about Oh Patrick Mahomes. He could have been drafted by the Bears. I mean, if he did, Matt Nagy would have screwed him over. Like Mahomes would not be where he is without Andy Reid. The Bears score. I mean, I don't think they even win against the Buccaneers. Um, week two, they might. Hopefully, they do. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a dog fight in that game. And Chiefs it's... It, it, it it'll it will it will be a bloodbath. But speaking of Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, um I was bring that reportedly up. <laughs> appears to be quote, casually hanging out with Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I know Kenna We know what that Taylor means. Taylor Swift super fan can give her take.
0: I I am in full support of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift hanging out. Um I don't know, Taylor Swift's a pretty busy woman right now and she is So is on, he. Well, oh. Yeah. But Taylor, <laughs> it's Taylor season. <laughs> yeah. But Taylor, she's still on tour. She's on a break right now. Like she starts her international tour in like two months or something. Oh, um, so yeah, she just like just finished her U.S. tour dates. Now she's taking a little break and then going back on tour. I mean, she can do whatever she wants.
2: I would say a very talented songwriter. I mean, I don't want to get her fans offended because that, that's just bad news. I don't think they'll be listening to this podcast anyways. <sighs> they'll find they'll find a way. True. They'll
1: find if a way. we
0: put her name somehow in some tweet. We're gonna get drunk Flock to it. Yeah. What's
1: like the quote about her and Travis Kelsey? The reportedly what? Uh, casually hanging out. See, that's like I'm, that's I'm what, what, what that you say. Be. Like if you have like a middle school crush. Yeah,
0: I mean Travis Kelsey. He, he went to her concert and he like gave her a friendship bracelet and like tried to meet her. And apparently, he said Taylor didn't want to meet him.
2: Oh, would you guys? I'm, speaking, I'm going to keep going. Tara Swift here, just because I saw it was a funny TikTok or not TikTok, some some video where these girls explaining how Tara Swift is going to help the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Did you guys see that video?
0: I Nobody did Nobody saw.
2: I don't want to explain it now. We have to cut this out. But she she is <laughs> from
0: Pennsylvania, so yes. I know she's an Eagles fan. Yes. Um, but, even though I mean I don't think oh. she really watches the NFL, but like she has worn an Eagles jersey and when she performed in Philadelphia, like for her tour. She said she was an Eagles fan.
2: Yeah, basically the whole point of the video was like, she's gonna have to win. The Eagles win the Super Bowl because she's gonna basically she's gonna be an international tour. I think she'll be in Tokyo that week. Um, but she'll just ghost Travis Kelsey. Just stop talking to him. And Travis <laughs> is gonna feel like he's gonna be like, man, what did I do wrong? Like, I thought I was treating this girl, this girl nice. <laughs> and so or she'll just be in a different time zone. Uh, d- I'm getting. (laughs) That's
1: true. I thought the TikTok was over. No, the TikTok keeps going. So
2: Travis Kelsey basically thinks like he messed up. Like after ghosting Travis, she just tells him like, "Hey, we're done." Like I, it's not you, it's me. She gives you, she gives him that sort of treatment. So he's he's all sad, and you know they make the Super Bowl and they're playing the Eagles. He goes to the locker room and then guess who's guess who's performing at halftime? Taylor Swift. Um, He's gonna turn the Jets on. He's gonna go crazy. No, no, not. Apparently she's gonna play this song that gets the tears jerking, and he's gonna be too mo- emotionally overwhelmed to play. <laughs> and this ma- this was, the, this Taylor was Taylor the TikTok fan? that you're uh, it, talking it, about. Yes. You're not just she, making this. No, up. I'm not making because apparently he's gonna be so sad, like he's gonna be moved to tears by her song, <laughs> and the tears are, is going to like the eye black they wear. The tears are going to like get in his eye, the eye blacks and get in his eyes, and it's gonna cause him to go blind. When you can't see the football, I can't really play football. This is like
1: saying the moon landing was fake. <laughs> so, <laughs> dude,
0: do we know that? Basically, dude, what? <laughs> this who came up with this garbage? Okay, Swifties, I see, I'll show you the video after it, the podcast. It was like, it, it's Swifties it's who came up with this. No, I don't or know. What? Some girls, was like, yes. The video. So, because it was Swifties. They have the most DeLulu theories <laughs> ever. Like,
2: uh, Full disclaimer the moon, moon landing was real. Full respect to Buzz Aldrin and those guys. <laughs> And a Sally Ride for the for the women out there.
1: Neil Armstrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was one of them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> not to be confused with Willie uh, Armstrong. You picked Buzz Aldrin. You didn't mention Neil
2: Armstrong. I I mentioned. I I thought I'd mentioned both.
1: What right. about the third guy? What was his name? I, the one who didn't Alan. get to go out?
2: <laughs>
3: I
1: don't know. <laughs> i do not know. Apologies they to that third like, guy. No, you got to stay. In. <laughs> He's hey, like, dude, Someone's got to stay with the ship, you know? He's like, dude, <laughs> no. what are you talking about? I don't know, man. The aliens could have stole that rocket if he didn't <laughs> on the ship. It came all this way to go to the moon. <laughs> he didn't get to go. You he told was... me I got to stay in the car. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so right now we're going to be talking to Roy Higgins. Um, is the father of Jay Higgins, Iowa football's linebacker, and you may know him from his Twitter account, at Higginized, and we're talking with him right now. So, how's it going, Roy? I'm doing good. Happy to be here.
1: Thanks for joining us. Uh, I mean, just first off, we wanted to say that um, we've been talking about it all week. We've been kind of nervous to have you on because <laughs> we knew that this was going to set the ball really high, especially with all the tweets that you put out and the content and kind of like your emotion with all that stuff. Um yeah. And so going off of that, the first thing we just wanted to ask you and talk to you about was the Higanized social media presence. How did that come about?
3: Uh, higanized it, it, it came it's twofold. Um, there was a preacher in um, Indianapolis, Dr. C.A. Richmond, and uh, when he preached, he would, um, he would say, let me Richmondize this. And what he was doing was he was um, uh, doing expository preaching, bringing um, the, the word out in basic terms, um, then also, there was a young man named Jonathan Saunders. Um, we was at St. Richard's. Uh, he's a friend of the family. Um, his dad is uh, Coach Mike um, Saunders for uh, Georgia Rising Stars, who also coached Jay. Um, one day, I walked in St. Richard's, and I was had on my suit because I guess I came from church or something. And he looked up at me and grabbed my tie and said, eyes <laughs> <laughs> And so, it kind of came like that, but... Um, so it's like it's like a brand, in my opinion. It's a brand. Um, it it's excellence. Um, it's um, charismatic. Um, it, it's 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 just the best. It's it's a standard, as they say here, as Jay was saying. Now it's a standard of excellence, basically. It kind of involves a lot of people, uh, love for others, just confidence in yourself, just 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 something down. It's it's uplifting. It's just something. Uh, uh, it's just me. It's just who I am. So I just say eyes You know, um, I talked to somebody. I think uh, Wade. Um, I did a podcast for him like last year, and uh, I tease him and I say Wade Nyes every time he replies <laughs> to something on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. But this uh, is just something uplifting and you know, kind of matches my personality.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I know you tag all your posts with Hawk 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 Hawk. Which I've got to ask you, like. What does that mean?
3: Hawk, 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 it's, it's a, I'm trying to get a fan fire going. It's like a chant, mm-hmm. but it's just a, it's a fan fire. Um, I'm trying to get everybody in Kinnick to do that at a game. Hawk, 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 you know, like a chant. Go eyes! go Hawkeyes, go. <laughs> and so, um, that's, that's where the Hawk, Hawk, Hawk came from. Um, I really, I preached at a church, a family church with, a Pastor Matt uh, Flanders, and I told him um, in my introduction that I have wanted 70-plus thousand to say hawk, 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 but yeah. since there's not 70,000, I got a chance, and I got the microphone. Everybody stand up and say hawk, hawk, hawk. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. They did that. So yeah, hawk, hawk, hawk um, is a fan for chant.
1: Is the four Hawks, because he's a senior now, we've been kind of theorizing. Yeah.
3: Uh, I think something took place where I added a, another hawk to it. I can't remember. I'm, I get so excited, and um, I just added another hawk. And someone asked about uh, having a fifth hawk, you know. And um, and I'm saving my fifth hawk. I okay. got I've got that in store. It's coming. I'm just waiting on the moment to take place, and then you'll hear the fifth hawk
2: outside of Kinnick Stadium. Uh, what are some of your favorite spots in Iowa City?
3: Uh, my favorite spots. Um, Jethro's man, listen. Have y'all ever been to Jethro's?
0: I have. I, oh my goodness, listen. I'm. I love that Jethro's man.
3: I get that family platter. And let me tell you what's on it. And you get uh, you get the rib bone. You can get burnt ends, and you get four sides, and I just love it, man. I've been there for the last two weeks. I've been there, Jethro's.
0: Do you have a, a favorite moment of Jay's career?
3: I got to go, go back to Penn State, man. When I cleared the bleachers the stands, in the stadium, uh, when we beat Penn State that year, I jumped down and ran on the field there at Kinnick. And after all the hype was over, I was trying to figure out how I was going to get back up in the stands. And the kids helped me. It was funny because when the kids, you know, it was – I'm not talking down. I'm just saying, you know, I'm 50 some years old. So the young people, the student athletes, students or whatever, when they jumped down – I looked around at my wife. I said, "I'm going too. She said, "I don't think you should go." I said, "I'm out of here," and I ran and jumped down. It, it was fun, man. It was it was it was the highest college football experience I ever experienced. That's why I'm looking forward to next week.
1: What's your take for Penn State? How do you think the Hawkeyes are going to fare, and what do they need to do?
3: Uh, I would say that the uh, Hawk. I think we're prepared. We're very much uh, able to, to to beat Penn State. Um, we have the tools and the tangibles to to beat them. Uh, our coaching staff will have. A, I think we'll be fine. Uh, the all white uh, game that's that's popular, very popular. Uh, I will be wearing all black. <laughs> yeah. So. So
1: you're gonna be out there. Yeah, I'm going. Are you making the drive or are you flying out? Uh, we'll drive. Really? Yeah, <laughs> we'll
3: drive. Yeah, we'll probably leave out Thursday and then spend the night and wake up Friday and drive the rest and be there. Hmm. Yeah we'll be at that I won't miss that looking forward to that uh, hype or competition or whatever they calling it, but we're just gonna hopefully just play our football and we'll be fine. I'm college football right now. you so. don't have an NFL team? Actually, I don't. I, I really don't. Hmm. I was my NFL team really I mean <laughs> I, I'm here all the time and I was my football team.
1: So let's say five years ago, Jay's not even Jay's. Maybe let's say six years ago, Jay's a junior, sophomore in high school. Okay, was football even on your mind? Oh yeah. In football. terms of professional or college, did you have a team then that you were rooting for? Steelers. Okay, State Pittsburgh
3: Steelers. Okay, and um, I get tired of people thinking that Iowa jerseys are Steelers. I was in a Pennsylvania, um, and they was like, "Oh, go Steelers!" I said, "No, go Hawks." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um. We need a, a sign in embroidering that says Iowa on the side. Oh yeah, huh? or something on the jersey that says Iowa. Maybe I'll get a chance to talk to Nike and then, uh, <laughs> uh, let them know that the uh, Iowa jerseys need to be more identified as being from Iowa, and sure. so they won't think we Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: I guess um, I know the tailgating scene here at Iowa is huge. So, in your opinion, like what what what's what's your actually what's your what's your game day routine like? How how early to get to the stadium?
3: Uh, I, I like I like to be there early. I like to, uh, to interact with the fans and stuff like that. I've been invited to so many tailgates. I I can't get to all of them, but um, just the hospitality um, here. Late yesterday, I was uh, with uh, Terrence Hall, mm-hmm. T.J. Hall's family, and uh, we was at a nice tailgate on yesterday. And um, normally, I'm just so locked in and focused, you know, about the game. I just kind of just mellow out and stick to myself. You don't like to party before the games? No, no, I'm not a (laughs) party. No, No, I mean I'm a get hype kind of person, but you know, I just kinda lay back, like to interact with the fans and keep moving. I'm not a big drinker or nothing like that, but I do like to enjoy myself. Okay. Cold Pepsi ain't never hurt nobody.
2: That's for sure. <laughs> what are some fun interactions you've had with fans? I know against Iowa State, they're like, hey, uh, Trump's going to be here. And you're like, well, Higginize is going to be here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, just just the fans, man. It's just it's, it's the fan fire here. I um, just, just like the fans, the interactions. You be walking and somebody, yeah, hawk, hawk, hawk. <laughs> I turn around they say, are you Higginize? I'm like, yes. <laughs> One time I was on my phone and uh, it was, a, I don't know, it was a serious conversation or something. And somebody walked up on me and said, hawk, hawk, hawk. I was like, man, if you don't get away from me, you see I'm doing something. <laughs> One time, uh, Pastor Matt uh, Flanders' son, Jake, uh, this was like two years ago. Um, we was inside a clinic, and I had on my visor. And he was so happy to see me. He walked up to me and knocked my visor off my head. And I turned around and like, who is this kid? Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Like that. So we tease each other all the time about that now. He said, I'm not going to flip off your visor. <laughs> I promise. I promise. I was like, No, nah, you okay, Jake? Yeah, Jake, that's my, that's my guy. Went to the uh, the game, football game uh, Friday, uh, City High and West. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I went to that because I wanted to see uh, Coach Wood's uh, son play.
1: We're good? Yeah. All right. Well, all right, we just yeah. want to say thank you. Uh, again thank for coming y'all. Out. Appreciate
3: it. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate being on here. Of course. Yeah. Just excited about Iowa football. Yep. Cool. Great to
1: have you on. Yep.
3: All right. Go Hawks. Of course. All right, go all Hawks.
1: Right. <laughs> Thanks for
3: coming out. Hawk, 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 hawk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and so I know we had uh, week week four, probably the biggest matchup I was going to have all year at Penn State, on the road, whiteout. The Lions haven't come out as of the time of this recording, but I think Penn State's going to be like 10, 10 and a half point favorite. I mean, Iowa, I know they had 41 points, but I wrote my column and I was like, those 41 points, not exactly a sign of an improved offense. I mean, there was great complimentary football from the special teams and defense. You know, the blocked punt, um, Cooper Jean, Caden Wetjet, just, just getting all those return yards, or Wetjen, I'm sorry, getting all those return yards, setting up the offense for some easy scores. But, you know, the average length, of their drive, of an offensive drive for Iowa, and their scoring drives was 45 yards. I mean, that's... I'm not blaming the offense for doing that, but they need to show proof that they can have a sustained drive and score touchdowns.
0: Right. They had awesome field position the whole game, thanks to the special teams and defense. And I think going into Happy Valley night game, the Hawkeyes can't afford to get off to as slow of a start as they did against Western Michigan. I mean, the first quarter was... Ugly in several different ways. And I just want to add that Luke Lachey getting hurt is a big loss for Iowa. I feel so bad for him just because, you know, all these players work so hard, but he's always just such a positive guy. And it sucks to see anyone go down. So that'll be a big loss definitely going into Big Ten play. I thought the running game did a lot better this past week. The offensive line did a lot better job blocking, created some holes. But our pass blocking this week was not the best. I think Cade got sacked three or four times, um, and especially with him not being 100%. He said he's felt the best that he has in a month, but with him not being 100%, we can't you know, have him being hit back there all the time. Iowa needs to get off to a fast start, and I mean, I think Penn State might even be a – a 14-point favorite, honestly, and I think they'll give them a few extra points just because it's a night game wideout. Penn State and Iowa have always had great matchups. The last time Iowa went to Happy Valley, played it in a night game wideout, the Hawkeyes won 21-10, to 10, scored 16 of those points in the fourth quarter, and Adrian Claiborne had a huge blocked punt and returned it for a touchdown to give Iowa an 11-10 to 10 lead. So, the special teams in the defense is going to need to come up with some turnovers. We're probably going to need a defensive score. I think it's going to be hard for our offense to come back if we get down by any more than 10.
2: Yeah, as any high school coach would say, I mean, the Hawkeyes, they got to win that turnover battle um, this week. Um, problem is, Penn State had five, uh, they forced five turnovers against Illinois on Saturday, and four of those resulted in touchdowns. So, I mean, if, if Kay McNamara, he can't be throwing picks. I mean, they got to give up. They can't turn the ball over, just at all. Um, not not with Penn State's offense.
1: I think you have to take into account the way the way the at least the first half of the Illinois game went on Saturday, the sixteenth. At least the the first half of that Illinois game was um, the defense holding up so much weight, and they can only carry so much. You know, the offense can't hold up. If the offense can't hold up, it's end of the bargain. Then Penn State's just gonna wear down on you you know what i'm saying
2: i mean yeah i mean if, if, if the iowa defense doesn't give up any big plays like they have been doing i think they hold penn state to under under 20 maybe even under 15 but that being said they still i mean 25 they don't have to score 25 points to win this game iowa but it's it's, it's going to be a dogfight i it's, Iowa's either going to win Iowa's going to win win this by three or they gonna be blown out by 40
1: I think I would be disappointing Roy Higgins if I said anything otherwise. So I'm going to go 24 17 Iowa.
2: I I can't be biased here. I'm going to go Penn State 28 Iowa
0: 14. I am going to be a little biased here <laughs> and I'm going to go Iowa I'm going to go Iowa 17 Penn State 14. This week's episode of Press Box Banter was hosted by Kenna Roaring, Colin Botzmeyer, and Matt McGowan, and produced by Jamie Martin Trainer. This episode was recorded on Sunday, August 17th. Big thanks to our guest Roy Higgins, and be sure to tune in next week for more.